0: Oh, oh, I see the boys, the boys enjoying some legal, actually legal
1: substances. (laughs) I would just go far as to say it is, um, I would go so far as to say it is not illegal.
0: Can I, can we quickly, and yes, this will be the cold open, just open with my favorite statement I've ever gotten from Blake Tanner, which is, they said it wasn't that potent scotty they said it wasn't that potent now i'm having to work on computers while fading out of my fucking mind took two hits it was um... ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it's time it's time it's time for a load and i'm talking about a load a load of bs the greatest show on the planet featuring the two most awesome men of all time and i'm talking about he the b to the l-a-k-e that's right it's blake No. and over there
1: in that corner the sativa to my indica fuck it's the s scotty
0: moore Hold on, let me make sure that, no, that tracks, that one's right, that one, that one's good. Uh, my favorite way anyone's ever described, we're just gonna start off talking about weed, I guess, my favorite way someone described the two strains to me is, I, I cannot remember what the name for Sativa was, but they go, the way to remember what Indica does to you is it, Indica's just short for couch. and I went, oh, <laughs> that's good shit then. all right well (laughs) hold on can i can i because this is of course our annual awesome awards show and can you imagine if the oscars began (laughs) with your host fucking jennifer connelly or whatever and whoever and they just came out on stage like hello welcome to the 67th annual oscar awards Y'all ever had that indica? Because that's some good... It just went on a tangent about weed. (laughs) Oh, shit. I love that indica. That is some good stuff. So, (laughs) hello, everybody. It's me, Michael Caine, to announce the award for best actor of all time. But before we get into that, can we just discuss some of that hardcore California shit? Because it's so good.
1: It has made me live without pain for five years now. It's
0: made me live without having to live with the pain of burying another member of the Wayne family. (laughs) Okay, it is the Awesome Awards, uh, and we were talking before the show, you did basically say, it's real hard to pick a lot of things for this year when it comes to the Awesome Awards, because... um, Not a lot of movies happened. We already are bad at paying attention to music, so that one was a tough go of it. Um, TV, however, fucking easy. Easy for us to do TV. I
1: was, uh, yeah, my TV one was probably the first one that I picked.
0: I had three separate things for TV, because I was like, no, 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 we got to do some stuff. But first up... I'm curious, cause did you pick for? We will be, we will begin as I take some hit of this land with our movie of the year. Um, did you pick a? Did you go twenty a twenty twenty movie, or did you just be like, this is a movie I hadn't seen, i.e., Cats, (laughs) and that is why it's my movie of the year.
1: That is the fun thing about uh twenty twenty is that I have not watched a single new release 2020 film
0: <gasps> this year. You haven't seen Sanic um, the Horage
1: I've not seen Sanic the Horage Have not uh, seen Trolls 2, Trolls World oh, Tour fuck, yet. I
0: forgot about Trolls 2. It wasn't good, by the way. <laughs>
1: um, so what I did was I actually decided that I was going to pick My favorite movie that I saw for the first time this year.
0: And I didn't watch any other movies
1: outside of You Paid for This this year. I was looking through my Netflix history and they just weren't there. So, I picked. Do you want
0: me to go first? Yes, go. Well, mostly because we're live on Twitch and the screen is on you. Oh, good. Um... I picked,
1: uh, You Paid for this film, and it was a very hard choice, so I'll give my honorable mention first. Honorable mention goes to Killer Bean. The Fucking Fuck you. wild-ass animation we watched <laughs> involving a Bean What Goes John Wick on people. <laughs> um... it was a, it, it was a magical film, but I think it's trumped by the first good movie we watched this year for You Paid for this. That was Undercover Grandpa.
0: Oh my god, Undercover Grandpa fucking ripped, yes! I was terrified you were gonna be like Cats. Which, I'm coming around- I hate it, but I'm coming around on Cats. Not in thinking it's a good movie, but in thinking it's a movie, I have to show everybody. I just gotta be like, look at this! Look at what they did! Look at my boy! Look at what they did to my boy! (laughs) They did that to my boy! Look at how they
1: massacred my boy! Yeah, Um, but no, it it was it was undercover Grandpa, one that I was not excited to watch at first, but actually turned into a really enjoyable experience because it it was fun in the bad movie sense where you want to watch it with your (gasps) friends and riff off of it. Oh my God! I I just really great moments.
0: I just remembered, like, it's shocking because, like, 2020, we're all like, no movies came out this year. But also, I'm going back and being like, wait a minute, I did see Trolls World Tour. I did see um, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which I believe was this year. And I did also see Bill and Ted face the music, which I can't... Did we talk about how fucking good that movie is on the show? Because I cried at that flick. I don't
1: think so. We talked about it on Facebook, but that was
0: about it. I'm I'm currently going through the list of films that came out this year. Mm. And I think uh, that's Well anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is that are those
0: the only ones you saw? No, uh because I'm holding back on what is my film of the year and uh shocking nobody. It is a film featuring my favorite and yours, Margot Robbie, making right what once went wrong by giving us a good fucking Harley Quinn film because Birds of Prey (laughs) is my movie of the year. Whatever you wanted when you went to see Suicide Squad, it's fucking here. There's a scene where she's got, like, those powder cannons you use to, like, announce the birth of your gender of your baby. And she's just fucking up people with it. She got a hyena named Bruce. And yet there's still genuine fucking emotion. Like, Margot's not thinking, oh, yeah, it's just a goofy fucking movie. It is fucking phenomenal it is my movie of the year it gave me and i know this will people will get me shit for this it gave me the same exact vibe that fucking um that spider verse did which is just a violently bright color acid trip and that's what it was
1: uh that that's wonderful i think that's uh that's a good call. I completely forgot that movie came out this year. Yep, it was
0: very early in the... Also, chat. I love chats at Gazi. He was just like, thank you! Thought I was the only one who liked that movie. And then Gaster, <laughs> Gaster just goes, oh, so we get actually funny content in it and not just a collection of music videos. Which was all videos. Suicide Squad was. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I actually... I-, I
1: have to divide this year movie-wise and actually most things this year before march and after march yeah all right now before march was normal last year yeah after march is this yeah
0: uh, this came out pre-march pre bc before covid this came out sanic came out and that's all i can really remember i remember that onward disney movie came out and i never saw that but i've heard good things about it oh and the mulan incident the mulan incident happened (laughs) Ah, yes, a
1: Mulan incident
0: occurred. Ah, yes. Alright, now on to one that I think was tough, but I did try to keep it in 2020, and that is Song of the Year. Um, And I guess I will start with this, but this is a song that I first heard... While hanging out with you. Now I will say I did discover a lot of artists I like this year. But they. I think Clipping actually did release an album this year. But I love Clipping. Discovered them this year. And then also another artist I discovered is Seamus Kennedy. Who is just a weird little Irish folk singer. And his version of the Barley Mo is my favorite song of all time. Because it will get you fucked up. It will get you so fucked up. Also chat by the way. Bring in your whatevers of the year as well. But my song of the year, as I said, was a song that I first heard while hanging with Blake Tanner, and it is Thunder and Lightning by Ninja Sex Party. Let there be thunder and lightning. and, and lightning NSP is always my fucking favorite band of all time because like Imagine if Steel Tanther were less of perverts, but somehow more of perverts, <laughs> and that's
1: they. Different, there's there's different scales on a different axis yeah, of perversion.
0: They're they are absurdist with their perversion, and Thunder and Lightning is the is the fucking one of my favorite songs they have ever put out because it's just. It's just a song about Danny Sexbang getting struck by lightning and the balls and then using them to fight crime. And then at one point he realizes that his nuts do not have superpowers. And he just goes, God, if you're listening, please infuse my nuts with the power of a thousand suns. And then a lightning bolt strikes and just, holy shit, you're real? <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that's why it is my pick for song of the year. Uh, Ghazi says... Power Snake by Brokers of Metal, which I I will listen to, and um, G- Gasters is just the catch-up song from Animaniacs. Animaniacs, which by the way, high contender for TV show of the year, Animaniacs. Yes, um, for my
1: song of the year, I actually picked a song that I heard for the first time this year. Um, it was uh, originally released in uh 2015, I think. And um, it is a song called Shadow by The Chromatics. And it's... The Chromatics are kind of a band that I didn't think I would like because they do a lot of electronic music, but not like... Not EDM or anything of... it's not your dead mouse levels of like hardcore wub shit. Um it it's more easy listening and it's a kind of vibe that you wanna be in later in the evening when you really just wanna chill out and kind of compress. And Shadow by the Chromatics it does that in spades. It's um just a very like it's a very nice song, is the best way I could put it. Like it's just nice. And um, w-
0: when this episode comes out, I will actually put in
1: the songs
0: so people can hear the them. Song. Yes.
1: Um, oh, shit! Actually, this was... Uh...
0: Sorry, Gazi explained his pick more, and he says it's about the world serpent Jormungandr, and fuck yeah! It fucking rips! Anyways, your, your Daft Punk song, thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, uh, if you're talking about twenty twenty stuff, um Gorillas has been doing uh a little project this year where they've been releasing content all throughout the year. And um I haven't listened to much of their stuff off of there, but uh you know what, just a little bit of a shout out to the Gorillas because their music's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, I-, I love how this is now just like I don't know. Here's just some good shit. Um, why don't we move on to now a little bit more of an abstract one, and that is, what was your, what was your activity of the year? What was your favorite activity you did? Actually, we did spend a lot of time alone indoors, so second favorite activity this year.
1: Activity. I, you know what, we did a lot of that, but I wouldn't call it my favorite activity. Um, However, my actual favorite activity and you might have to check me for last year because this year it was definitely playing D&D. No.
0: Bud. Bud, I fucking predicted this one. I knew (laughs) this one was coming. I knew this one was coming. (laughs) Uh, Because
1: uh, why? It's not like I talk about it every 30 fucking minutes about how my sweet ass Paladin, mancer, come in, stabbing everything because that's all I fucking have. Um, but uh, no, seriously, with uh, COVID and the lockdown and being unable to do just about every other normal activity I do in my life, um, having our like once every two to three week uh D and D campaign be meeting every week, we added another friend to our group um for this campaign. Uh, in the middle of it. And it's been great having more people to play with. Even when we've had, had to do remote games. Which we might have to start doing again. Um I I realized though that the reason. The reason we love D&D so much. Is because you get to be people that make a difference. And there's nothing in this fucking year. That's made me realize how little of difference I can make. Unless it's
0: playing D&D. Aww. Well, for me... uh, Well, actually, hold on. We've got our chat nominees. Uh, Gaster, of course, was like whacking it, masturbation, or doing shibari, which is a form of rope art, which I think one of my friends, JV, does. So, like... You need to hang out with JV. Gazi's was pro wrestling uh, because Gazi's fucking getting into that shit and apparently has a title match. And Salty Frank's, actually, I'm going to talk about later, but uh, he bought a VR headset. So mine is uh, the lamest... Oh, also, fuck, Salty Frank. Hey, bud. Yeah. Um. Mine is the most old white woman thing ever, but it's just doing crafts. (laughs) I love doing, like, because of a YouTuber that we will talk about later, I got really into painting and making things, like, um, my mother-in-law brought me a wine bottle and was just like, do some shit with this, so for Christmas, if you're watching... I made her like this really fancy Midwestern inspired wine bottle, and I really like that. I print I've 3D printed a shit ton of stuff. So like I've made a giant Scotty action figure. I made a little Scotty Funko pop. I'm I fucking sculpted Dave, this guy. I don't know what (laughs) his deal is, but he's here.
1: I don't want to see him again.
0: He's right here! No. He's here! I had your
1: camera open and everything.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I did that. I've uh, Like I said, I've learned to really embrace abstract painting. I do a lot of abstract paintings. I've done poor painting. I've painted models. I painted a, po- a model of Deadpool I've had. Um, like, yeah, I just like making shit. And so I've made a lot of shit this year, and fuck like i think i looked on my iphone where i keep them all in like a little folder and they're like over a thing a week like two to three things a week is how much i make so yeah my uh my activity of the year is of course doing some good good crafting
1: i love how different our methods of escapism are
0: in life oh yeah last week sucked dick and it didn't turn around for me until i started just sculpting shit until i was like let's see what we can make let's go all right on to our next one and this one is our podcast of the year and i wanted to bring something new because i think mine last year was maybe pump punch up the jam possibly but mine this year uh i didn't want to do the adventure zone although they fucking killed it this year they really have um i thought about bringing aew unrestricted which is it's really gotten me back on my wrestling podcast shit because i used to be high on that shit and then i faded out but um finally what i decided on was a podcast that I didn't think I'd get into because I've been told it's very spooky, but the Magnus Archives, which um, gets a lot of promotion because it has the same name as one of the main characters from the Adventure Zone. But it's just a bunch of really good creepy pastas being told. Like, I'm, I know eventually it does develop a storyline. I'm not there yet. I had to take a break. But yeah, it is just it's just this collection of really creepy stories edited astoundingly being read in like this suit and what I love about it there's not I mean it's audio so it's hard to do a jump scare but they don't rely on that they rely on just how fucking creepy it is like that that that's all it is it's very very creepy so, yeah, I I loved Magnus Archives this year. Uh, it this one was a tough one for 2020 because and it's also tough to be a podcaster in 2020 because people usually listen to what we do on commutes, which most people ain't doing anymore.
1: And sometimes we get to travel to places and perform live, which we don't. No, do nobody does anymore. Year. All right, and listen, we're not like we don't get that good, good uh, podcasts like that make money deals. We get, get we get charity for our live shows, and I need it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Blakey T, what is your podcast of the year? I'm curious. Um, my
1: podcast of the year. This was a very hard one because I've I realized that I've stopped listening to podcasts because I've stopped commuting. Uh oh. Um. But, uh, I, I thought about, uh, the podcast that I did listen to, and I've done a, I did a big re-listen to this podcast that I picked, um, because it's easy to listen to. You can binge all of the episodes in probably like two, three afternoons, um, just listening to it. And that is a show called The Beef and Dairy Network. Um, hell yes, dude. Is, yeah. It is, uh, produced and, uh, edited by, um... Oh, dear. Let's see. Hold on. A person. Yes. Uh, Benjamin Partridge, that's it. Um, he's the... He also plays the main character as the host of this fictional radio show, um, that is, uh, part podcast, uh, called the Beef and Dairy Network, and it is, uh, for anybody... Who is dedicated to or just interested in the raising of beef animals and dairy herds? It is absurdist. Um, it is a comedy podcast. It is not about actual beef. And yet it is all about beef. Um, if you like listening to shows that, um, just have a general weird nature, think about, uh, it, it's similar along the lines to Night Vale, um, in some ways, in that it just sets up this completely, a malfunctioning other universe where any of these things that happen on the show can be possible, and it gets fucking
0: weird. I mean, it's absurdist. Like, it's absurdist at its best. I fucking love Beef and Dairy Network. Um, It's it's British absurdism, which is the thing, Um, because the show is very
1: British as well. And, um, if you know anything about British humor, it is very dry and matter-of-fact, which they can employ amazingly on this and they actually employ many different styles of humor yeah. which is very nice because every every episode it, um, he's usually interviewing a different person which is this rotating cast of voice actors. I'm
0: slowly realizing that I think I figured out our thing, and it's being the podcast for people who hate podcasts. Because in chat, Gazi's just like, "I only listen to Scotty's podcast or one on old pagan religion," and Gaster just starts talking about an old episode of our podcast. So we are the sh- we're the podcast for people that hate podcasts. Fuck yeah! Now there are literally five of us. <laughs> so now on to. Uh... The most awesome show of the year, and fuck, this one was tough for me because I once again I had quite a few. The uh, Auntie Donna's big old house of fun was fucking up there for me because the Auntie Donna boys are my boys. Like I love Auntie Donna. Um, Doom Patrol was up there, but I I loved season one. Season two was a little bit. It felt a little bit more confused, like, not confused, but, like, it didn't have a main villain that grabbed me, like Mr. Nobody. So, that one was out. Lovecraft Country, also equally kicks ass. But my TV show of the year has to go to RuPaul's motherfucking Drag Race, baby. Mm. They Very
1: fair, yeah.
0: Oh! All Stars was phenomenal. Like, easily the best season of All Stars they've had since season two, which was a banger, like, you can't beat that season, but this one tried. You had Juju B. you had fucking Shea kool you had Ms. Cracker, who's one of my favorites, and then you had so many people fucking coming out of season 12, is that what they're on now, of the main drag race show? Mama Roo said, you want content? Cause you fucking got it. <laughs> like, you want Gigi Good, Fucking get it. You want Crystal Method? Fucking get it. Like, whoever... And so, yeah, fucking RuPaul's Drag Race was my show of the year because I tuned in every single week. If I had to miss an episode, I would get physically upset. So, like, yeah, Drag Race is easily show of the year for me. Now, damn, chat. Damn, chat, it's only Gaster because Gazi doesn't watch TV, but Gaster's going hard on a certain TV show, but I don't know if it's your pick, so I don't want to say it.
1: Yeah. Um, it is not my pick Uh, because I, I haven't seen the whole second season And uh, but honorable fucking mention. No, fuck, no, I can't. Shit. <laughs> are, are you about to change
0: right now in media res?
1: No, I can't right now because the whole of season two of the mandalorian hasn't released but it is my fucking honorable mention because of the first episode of that of uh season two of the mandalorian yeah because it had so many things that i as a fucking big ass nerd ass hardcore star wars fan like felt very deeply in my fan base um but uh It also had, you know, the Mandalorian returning to Tatooine. It had him killing a crate Dragon by blowing it up with mines. And that is something that about 37 people in the world will understand as a Star Wars reference from a game that released many years ago on the original Xbox. Yeah. But it was there. It was a perfect, like... It was framed perfectly. It was staged perfectly. And Mandalorian like jet packs are awesome
0: and uh oh, um, oh but sp- that was not my uh and spoiler alert old uh i heard old old booba fett comes back and that made me excited i've only watched the first episode but like i'm i want to
1: oh yeah Spo- little spoilers here but it was um it was absolutely like they got tomorrow morrison to come in and be boba fett
0: hell yeah all right but what is your true show of the year it
1: is a little show, a short series, and a follow-up series called
0: "The Haunting of Bly Manor." Um, Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No, no, was, uh, uh, no, no, fuck you, fuck you. I ain't doing the spooky shit. I say right after being like, listen to Magnus Archives. Also, Frank, uh, the first season of Animaniacs is very fucking good. Like, yeah, it is. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but it uh, it is. It's got potential to be show of the year. Okay, I need to check that out.
1: But, um, The Haunting of Bly Manor is a Netflix original series, um, released as the quote unquote second season or second series, um, that originally started with the, uh, Haunting of Hill House, uh, last year. And, uh, The Haunting of Hill House was great. I really loved it. It kind of changed the, like, Netflix's whole horror deal and it gave them their own American horror story style show, um, which, also felt more like the first couple seasons of American Horror Story, which are my favorite ones. Um, but uh, Bly Manor, it takes a kind of twist onto the ghost story. It's very similar in its shots and its um, overall theme and aesthetic, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor is. But it is a completely different story, and it's not even as scary as Hill House, I would say. It, well... It doesn't have any jump scares like Hill House did. It's actually more psychological horror. Yeah. And I really how, uh, dug it.
0: That's how Lovecraft Country was. Like, I love Lovecraft Country because, like, yes, it's creepy and it's unnerving, but you can tell they're drawing from not HGOLs. Who the fuck? Who was that racist fuck? Who was that racist fuck oh. who wrote the Lovecraft? Oh, wait, his name is Lovecraft. <laughs> oops! Oops! <laughs> fuck! Um... <laughs> but- <laughs> gaster just said it's hp lovecraft you fucking maniac but yeah they draw from that kind of horror and then they just have very good characters on top of it like journey small L mm-hmm. is my new favorite human being between this and birds of prey um gaster says an honorable mention to infinity train on cartoon network that i need to check out mm-hmm. now um i know this is a celebration oh, real quick okay
1: oh i just wanted to say real quick um about the uh, the haunting of Bly Manor. Once again, it is a very British show. So if you're down with British humor and specifically the trope of American dropped in Great Britain and becoming nanny to children, it's fucking it's fucking awesome. Ooh, um, uh,
0: Salty nominates something in between TV and podcast, which is Midnight Gospel. I don't know what that is, but I will yes. certainly check it out. Now oh,
1: it's the it's the it's a very good show it does deserve an honorable mention because it's uh it's fuck wild it's a pendleton ward animation. oh
0: i know what that is i know what that is then um mm-hmm. i do know this is a celebration of things that are awesome but can we say the least awesome tv show this year just because i'm so fucking mad about supernatural <laughs> <laughs> because holy shit shit Like, we all all the time joke about the fact they should have ended in season 5, but reading about the series finale of Supernatural gave me a concussion. Yeah, it, it just kind of had me...
1: I was upset because they did the show so long that they had a perfect ending, and they kept stretching it out so much that their perfect ending... Was not perfect anymore because it felt like the same fucking ending that they've had planned for ten years. God, that
0: fucking picture of old Sam Winchester looking like a beaten down duck is the worst. It just... Alright. Oh, God. Now, on to to what was your moment of the year? What was your biggest, most impactful moment? And, And for me... Um, it's something that, uh, admittedly got slapped down pretty quickly. But it was attempting to break a world record for the most number. And I'm going to break a world record. It may not be that one. Because Guinness was straight up like, there's no way to measure a podcast. I'm like, bitch, it's an RSS feed. And just like, listen, I've got an excel. But I, the reason why it was so impactful and, and honestly was an awesome thing for me is i wouldn't have met so many fucking people if i if i wasn't on that i wouldn't have met the guys from in poor taste i wouldn't have met the guys from ride rehab i wouldn't have met um one of my best friends now j v uh hampton vanzette i would have wouldn't have met caroline minx i wouldn't have met a lot of very fucking important people to me. If it wasn't for that, if 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 I didn't, you you know, put myself out there, because I think you and I both were like, oh, we're gonna do more live shows this year. We're gonna do Dragon Con. We're gonna do all this, and then, fucking something, a certain disease took over the world, and we went okay. Okay. what What now we didn't even get to fucking go to disney world <laughs> yeah exactly and so i was sitting there like well what now and so i said okay let's try to break a world record for most uh for for the most podcast appearances and i think i'm at like 400 now but after after i got the message from guinness was the minute i was like i'm not trying anymore but yeah i it it just had such an impact and i got to meet so many dope ass people that i was like that's it. That's moment of the year is getting to uh, try to achieve this world record. Nice. Uh any uh, any mentions in the chat? Um no, Gaster still on his TV shit. <laughs> Cuz Gaster's like Utopia, Utopia. Utopia. All right. So
1: mine is um it, it's kind of a smaller moment, but it is a moment that's um I really, really enjoyed. And it was, um, it was one of the nights that we hung out actually, because, um, that was one of the few times that I got to hang out with you and our mutual friend Mark, who we all went to, uh, school together at UAB for university. And, uh, you know, we were all theater people. And it was just, uh, it, it, we got to hang out one day, we got cigars, and we just sat out on our brand new at the time, back patio, and just had a really cool evening with my roommate. And um it was one of the first chilly nights of the year, too. So we got to sit out. It wasn't burning up from the sun setting or from being so fucking hot during the day. And we talked about shit. We ate some steaks. And we had a good night. And that was the moment that I realized we can at least have these small gatherings far apart from each other. But still, like, connect to people in some small way in this dog shit of a year.
0: Yeah, I- I... Also, I paid off some of my student loans, bitch! (laughs) Uh, Ironically enough, I'm fairly sure that was- (laughs) The night I heard thunder and lightning. So in a way, that night was impactful for both of us. You got to have... (laughs) You you had fun with your friends or whatever, but I got to hear a new ninja sex party song. All right, all right, all right. All right, now, uh, this one's probably had to have been the toughest one for both of us, but what was your place of the year? What was your coolest place? Because, like... That cigar place we went to is pretty fucking dope, but, like, I feel like there was something else. Oh, wait, we finally chat's getting in with moments of the year. Gazi's was, uh, kissing someone that Gazi has a crush on. Gaster's was, uh, sitting at the lake drinking a bottle of whiskey with a best friend. And Salty's, uh, he- Salty had the lowest lows and the highest highs, which was- Yeah! Yeah, I could see that! Yeah. Alright. But I feel you. But, uh, uh, now place of the year, Blakey T. What you got?
1: This one actually, it was confusing oh, for wait. a while. Until I realized...
0: Is it me first or you first? No, it... Yeah, it's you first.
1: Yeah, it's me. Um... But the place is my fucking... The house I moved into. The house that my roommate bought. Um, and like we, uh, moved into this place together and... It started out, you know, it's a small house. It is a very sturdy house. It has so much more storage space. It uh, has a completely new backyard um, that was re landscaped just after we moved in. A brand new back patio that is fucking massive. We have a fire table now. All these amenities that you couldn't have apartment living or that uh, I was too uh, broke or unable to buy when I was living with my parents. And. Uh, we just like had all of them dropped on us uh halfway through the year which during COVID that was a really big thing to have this kind of space to come back to um like it feels so much more private feels personal and like I've actually tried to make this you know a home um and it that was when I realized like we've been to some cool places this year but not as many as I want but Coolest place I've been is right here.
0: Oh uh, well, for me, um, as you as you once again have a sweet <laughs> one. Mine's dumb. Also, Gazis <laughs> Gazis is being inside a squared circle, and then he admits a lot of my physical ones are gonna be wrestling related. Um, but for mine, it is the one place it, I feel like you and I have a have a thing, which is. When we go somewhere we try our best to end up in a place that we don't deserve to be. <laughs> that we just actively do not deserve to be. See us in the VIP section at the red phone booth last year at Dragon Con. But for me it is when I went to Podcast Movement Evolutions in Los Angeles which was uh a little bit like uh, I think it was gas no it was Frank earlier saying it, it was the highest highs and the lowest lows because I did just get real high one night and then woke up the next day depressed and just didn't want to get out of my bed. But I also vape. I also vaped on It's a Small World, which if I didn't do a, already do a Disney-themed podcast, I would argue Disneyland was my place of the year. But instead, I want to talk about Bar Jackalope which is a secret ass bar in the back of the 7 Grand in Los Angeles which you know, I should go back and find the episode but if you if you've been with us long enough you will know this was the bar where I went on Valentine's Day alone and just crashed a couple's lovely they were having a lovely Valentine's day out and I said nope you're having Scotty for dinner now let's go and it was a phenomenal bar. They, in addition to having cool, just an amazing selection of whiskey, they also had weird shit. They had cigars, which is a given, but then they also had chocolate for some reason. So I was eating chocolate, smoking a cigar the whole time thinking, I don't belong here. I don't belong here at all. And uh, I got um, fun to ha- fact.
1: The name of that episode was, uh, Gurp the Lawless.
0: Ah, okay. And I got to have some of my favorite whiskeys I've ever had. And to be honest, I was fucked up, so that might be why I enjoyed them so much. But the conversation- Like, I love just meeting a person and knowing I'm never going to see them again. And that's what that was. It was just like a one-night celebration with these two people- enjoying some of the best whiskeys the world has to offer, helping them choose their own bottle of whiskey, and then, like two ships passing in a storm, we just kept going on our merry way, and it was a phenomenal- I'm fairly
1: certain that you just described a one-night stand. I had a
0: one-night whiskey stand, and it was fucking phenomenal. I would go back in a heartbeat and steal whiskey from other people, because at some point, we did just start getting, like- the whiskey from their locker, which is the whiskey uh-huh. they bought, and I was like, so, wait, we don't have to pay for this? No, and then we just, like, emptied I'm like, we just went hard in the fucking paint. So, yeah, Bar Jackalope is fucking phenomenal, and then any time I go to L.A., it is going to be a go-to spot for me. There in Disneyland, which just shows the type of person I am. Fair point, fair point, fair point. Um... Hold on. <laughs> Salty Frank's favorite says, <laughs> Salty Frank's favorite place is Hyrule in VR
1: Dude that sounds fucking awesome I'm not gonna lie um, Gaster says uh, I somehow stumbled into sitting in a uh, One of those very fancy spots in a theater that are on the
0: wall where rich people sit In a fucking um, A Lincoln booth I ca- A Lincoln booth is what I call them Nope that is true It's like a, yeah, a private
1: booth I guess Um, and he was watching Phantom of the Opera while drinking a rum and coke, thinking, how did I get here?
0: Yeah, that's the best feeling of just being like, why? I don't deserve to be here, but I am. All right, now, uh, uh, let's, okay, let's, let's get into something a little bit more solid. As we discuss our YouTuber of the year, a category I made up. Just so I can talk to about to talk about this guy. This one now, I will give an honorable mention to some people who I just discovered this year and have apparently been doing their best shit in 2020, and that's the crew over at Watcher. That's Shane Midday, Ryan Bergara. Um, they are fucking phenomenal. Uh, Salty Frank immediately is like Unis Honest, Unis Honest, Gaster's is Unis Honest. Everyone's going hard in the Unis Honest paint, but for me, um. Puppet history is fucking phenomenal. Then I went back and watched all the BuzzFeed on Unsolves. Uh, but my favorite series they do is called Weird and Wonderful World, where they just go out and do random shit. And it's it's made me want to do that, but for Birmingham. that's, that's I just want to be like, here's some weird shit in Birmingham.
1: But... I will say, I've loved a lot of the series that they've been doing, um, especially reading back on the Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. and um, they do a series called Are You Scared, where they yes. write in, like, user-submitted things that are basically creepypastas.
0: I mean, that that's good. A, a lot of what they do reminds me of us. That weird and yeah. wonderful world. Um, shit, there's another series they do. Oh, uh, Too Many Spirits. That they just did for Halloween where they just got drunk and read creepy stories. But, Blake, that's not my YouTuber of the year. (laughs) No, I know who
1: it is. So, I'm just gonna sit back for a few.
0: My my YouTuber of the year is none other than the craftsman. The craftsman. The weirdest motherfucker on the planet. Because, like, I already love crafty art channel so people like Evan and Caitlin drawing with Jazza I fucking love them but I they're all a little too kid friendly and, and it's weird because Craftsman's not inherently not kid friendly he's just so fucking weird he's just and I remember the, the first time I watched a Craftsman video I was in bed I was about to fall asleep and I was just scrolling through and I I I can't remember what video I watched first, but I clicked in and I just heard this South South Mississippi man come through on my headphones and he's just like, hey y'all, welcome back to the Craftsman Show. My name is your host, the Craftsman. And I just stared at it going, this is everything I fucking love. It's craft videos, it's absurdist humor, he's a fucking puppet, and it's got an ASMR vibe. It is... It's custom-built for Scotty Moore! That channel is custom-built! And, like, ever since I've fallen down the rabbit hole to a point where, like, above my webcam, I have a free-range chicken, which is one of his skulls, (laughs) I've made, like... Six aguas, which is a weird... Like, he's the reason I went beyond what I normally do, which is just like abstract painting or digital art. He's the reason why I said, let's try sculpting. Let's try painting a a toy. Let's try making our own Funko Pop. Let's expand what you want to try to do. And it's thanks to the craftsman, because he's just... He's... And what's it's the how I'm talking about him right now isn't good, because I, I'm not getting over just how wholesome this man is, how wholesome he now is. Now you
1: know how I feel trying to explain one single thing in my life.
0: Yes, but he's so fucking wholesome as he just sits there and is like, why don't you make one of these, give them to your mama, give them to your sister, or you can keep it for yourself, it's okay, do whatever you want. And he's such a renaissance man to a point where he, he's very good at what he does and he does everything good yeah like he's like hey we're gonna make a toy today hey today i'm gonna show you guys how to do animation today i'm gonna show you guys how to do music and it's a matter of like he, what i love about it is he's clearly just doing like he's just trying like he and it turns out well but he will show you like all right i fucked up on this one <laughs> Like, what was the quote? Oh, uh, he was making custom t-shirts, and it the spray paint didn't take properly, and there's a pause, and he just goes, All right, everybody, thank you for watching the worst video I ever created.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I really enjoy watching, like, his, his videos, although we found that, like, among friends watching The Craftsman, like, if there's multiple people, there is an upper limit.
0: yeah. What was, th- oh, fuck, what was the, what was that quote? Oh, yeah, he was talking about famous quotes from people. <laughs> and he goes, and George Washington Carver said, anybody want a peanut? And then he just cut, like, he just cuts. <laughs> his <to> something <laughs> peanut, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, good. Gaster
1: says, uh, the craftsman is like a Jim Henson tutorial kids video.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah or our generation's leonardo da vinci
1: <laughs> uh so bob ross
0: yeah so wait let's see uh we've got a few other gazi's is shifty the drunken dragon clown all right gaster's uh gaster says c nanners came back which uh, i never watched c nanners so maybe I'll, I'll go check in but now blakey t who's your youtuber of the year
1: I think you know who my YouTuber of the year is. Oh, that's honest. <laughs> Ooh, that's honest,
0: honest, honest,
1: honest, honest, honest. No, my YouTuber this year is a wonderful man. In similar ways to the craftsman, except with cooking, Um and just a very different style of uh presentation, and that is Guga Food. Oh,
0: fuck. <laughs> yes, fuck yes. Yes! (laughs) Let's (laughs) get
1: into it! Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Fucking Guga Foods. Um, it it is just done by, uh... I don't know if he even has a real name. He's just called Guga. And, uh, he does... He's a master of meat. And cooking it. (laughs) And fucking it up. (laughs) fuck... and fucking doing some strange experiments uh guga's also uh he's from uh brazil i ver- believe originally so um he- he's one of those uh people that is very charismatic although he uh Guess- english no, no, is wait. his second language
0: Gaster to- has the perfect description which is guga is a jolly buddha cook from brazil <laughs> that is... Fuck, yeah. You just
1: imagine that, and that's that's Guga. And, uh, I mean, the first thing we saw was an- a night we were hanging out, and um I believe it was where he coated a rack of meat yes. with Nutella. God. Fuck. And he dry-aged it, which basically means he put it in his refrigerator for a month. <laughs> and then he... Pulled it out. <laughs> cracked that bad boy open. <laughs> and he made a steak with it. It was not good.
0: G- but then we the Caster w- just put dot dot dot.
1: Huh? Huh? <laughs> uh. But he's also um, he does these crazy experiments in order to try to make a perfect steak because he's a, a really good he, he's an artist with the grill. He uh, understands exactly how to cook just about every type of meat from any type of animal under God's green creation. Um, and he'll tell you how to do it.
0: Let's get into it.
1: <laughs> do it. And, uh, he, he has a one, um, this is actually a line that he uses for his other channel called Sous Vide Everything. I know! It doesn't look that good right now, but watch this. And then I the love most Guga.
0: The most beautiful depiction of a steak just getting charbroiled to fuck It's so fucking choice I love Guga Guga is honestly the opposite Of the craftsman when it comes to our friend group Because with craftsman After a while everyone's like Okay well let's watch something else And But with Guga we will be 10 deep To a point where we will be Like heroin addicts Almost saying Where's another one Maybe there's a secret one on like vimeo we ain't seen yet of guga
1: mm-hmm. we dip into the sous vide everything well because he does crazy ass experiments there too yeah um he's done so much fucking shit but i've also learned be- following his teachings i've made <laughs> the best steak i've ever made
0: i love that phrasing like you're fucking <laughs> doctor straight <laughs> teach me like I, re- teach me Guga. I remember finding him when I started buying, and this is kind of a segue into the next segment. But buying a, a sous vide, like sous vide everything, is the channel to watch. So like, I subscribed to him, and then we found Guga Foods. And after like a few minutes of listening to him, I just went, "Is this fucking sous vide everything guy? Is that <laughs> him?" But, uh, yeah, that That's was, when the uh, world
1: of Guga just opened up.
0: Yeah, sous eating That was one of my things I got this year. But that was not my thing of the year. The most awesome thing this year. But I will, of course, relent to you with your most awesome thing.
1: Okay. I've got two that I really want to, like, hit. The first one is really the best thing that I bought all year. And I am seated upon it. And that is my... This is my gamer chair. Great gamer chair. Um I had only been using fucking the shittiest old office chair hand me downs or I know For a time after one of my office yeah.
0: I fucking know For a
1: time After one of my office chairs broke, I just pulled in a chair from the fucking dining room and that was my that was my PC chair for 2 months. Until, um, you know, I got another hand-me-down and then I just finally bit the bullet and bought my own office chair. So I bought a gamer chair. Cause it's fucking awesome. It has a leg rest. I, I could like lay my head back. And this is actually pretty comfortable. It's like aligning my neck after leaning back for so long. Um, I could just disappear if I want to. I mean, I'm just gone. I'm, I'm not really all the way, I'm not all the way gone, but I'm gone. Um, That was awesome and also because I finally did something where I got a completely new computer, but not in the way that you think. You know the, the ship of Theseus? God. Like that, uh, that old huh. proverb was like, <laughs> oh, if you replace every plank of wood on a ship, is it still the same ship? <laughs> I finally did that. I finally did that with with my computer, because when I built my first rig many years ago now, I uh, had all of the uh, all the hardware. I kept it for a while. I started replacing bits, except for this one hard drive. The first one that I got, because I started using it as a backup, still in my computer. A couple months ago, I finally bought a new hard drive. that finally phased this one out. So I am working with a completely different computer than the first build I ever made.
0: See, I wanna... I wanna do that with mine, so... Because, like, my computer's fast enough for my purposes, but, like, I could always go fast. What would I need to buy to make it faster? Which... What thing would I need to replace to make it go fast?
1: I would have to look at your setup, because you might need a couple more things. (laughs) But really, get a solid-state hard drive. Um... Get a solid say hard drive, more RAM, and a CPU that can, like, handle both of those, and you'll be good.
0: Okay. All right. Well, my, uh, my thing of the year, which uh, in chat, Gaster says, <laughs> Gaster's thing of the year is that time he bought edibles that were nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, uh, my thing of the year, one we've already kind of talked about, and it's a VR helmet. Which I didn't get to use as much as I'd like to, but, like, what I love about it is the fact that, A, the upgrades are endless of what you can do. Like, uh, the one thing that bugged me was having to wear either contacts or have my glasses shoved in my face. And I said, fuck it. And what I did was I just bought inserts that are my exact prescription And go into my Oculus Quest. I am a little pissed that the Quest is currently now outdated fucking months after I bought my first one. But yeah, it's great. It it gives me a killer fucking workout just going into Beat Saber and seeing the shit that people have made. And then just the creative games. Like, obviously there are some that are genuinely creative and there are some that I just... The experience of doing it in VR is insane, like the game called Vader Immortal, which is just a, it's just a generic Star Wars game, but I remember Vader walking up to me, and I'd shit my pants, I was like, it's fucking him, he's right fucking here!
1: Oh, for me, I still haven't gotten a VR set yet, I really fucking want to, but the, the uh, the early obsolescence of some of the, some of them are, like, holding me off, Yeah, but... I would want nothing more than to play the game Star Wars Squadrons right now because it puts you in the pilot seat of a fucking X-Wing and you you put the VR headset on, it's your helmet, and you can see outside the cockpit, you control it from inside the cockpit, Scotty. See,
0: uh, they just released one, Tales from Galaxy's Edge, which I know is gonna be just a game, but part of me is like, does this mean I get to walk around Batu and pretend I'm at Disneyland? The opposite of normal people who are like, can I go to this alternate world space planet? I'm like, can I go to Disneyland in this thing? But, uh, that is not my main thing of this year. My main thing of this year is something that has opened me up to a world of possibilities of a bunch of weird shit. And it's my 3D fucking printer. And what sucks is I was looking around a minute ago like, oh wait, do I have any examples? Oh, wait a minute. I've already shown one. The 3D fucking- The, um, the Free Range Chicken from Craftsman. 3D printed. The Aguas I've made. 3D printed. These fucking vault door coasters that I made. 3D fucking printed. It- it, It's one of those things that you buy for dumb reasons? I.e. for me being like, Oh, I can buy a, uh, I can buy the 3D model of myself off Hero Forge, and make a little Scotty figurine, which I, I I'm staring up at right now. And or like but as it goes on, the more you think like Ah shit, I need a new clamp for this. Oh, I can just make one. I can just 3D print one. Oh damn it, I need a uh I, I need a new light switch plate. Oh I can just fucking buy one. Oh, I wanna get this. I wanna get like fucking I've just got over here a random piece of shit thing that I've turned into an iPhone holder that I 3D printed that can contain like small bits and things like it's insane the amount of things that have come out of that 3D printer hold on now fuck this I'm getting little Scotty down I'm getting alright look at me look at this little boy look at this little Scotty with his (laughs) man bun and then fucking a cool Hero Forge logo. I- All this is, is 3D print. And the filament I bought made it look like a gorgeous rainbow. Like, th- The- There are no limits! There are no limits when it comes to 3D printing, and I fucking love it!
1: There, there you go. 3D printing.
0: You get to make your own toys and, like, other things. Uh, Why G- Gaster wants get- me to make a plumbus. <laughs> I'm out of filament, and it might it might be the most heartbroken I've ever been being out of filament. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I want to make more shit! <laughs> Alright, now on to the, the, the grand finale, Blake. And I'm just going to keep it on both of us. We're just going to chat back and forth on this. What was the most awesome episode of a load of BS this year? And I just went off the top of my head... I didn't actually go back and look, so mine might be wrong. There might be a lot cooler one in here.
1: Well, yeah, I- I've got a few honorable mentions. Um, there are some that
0: uh, I think guests are already shouted out. Um... Are you talking about our weird, our weird post-apocalyptic blues clues episode? <laughs>
1: Yes, that's definitely an honorable mention. um a few others now i I don't know what yours what your awesome one is, so can I just do mine? You do yours, and we can do some honorable mentions after. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm actually looking up all of our episodes right now, so in case I missed one, but yeah, go on.
1: Yeah. all right. My favorite fucking episode. The most awesome episode this year has got to be. The Crimes of the Candy King. Oh um,
0: shit! Yeah, th- that one. That one did fucking rip. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it was what started out as a normal fucking episode with our new format, and like five minutes in, maybe less, we go into our riffing, and then something happens, and we just say, "Fuck it, you just want to play D anD D." Yeah. And we've spent 15, 20 minutes putting together a and d campaign in the fucking uh, Candyland world. <laughs> and made our characters. And then we turned that into a five-part
0: series. And then, like, two episodes later, you'd think we'd be like, okay, no more TTRPGs for a while. And then we said, let's play, oh, dang, Bigfoot stole my car. Bigfoot stole my car. Um. But yeah. And also, I think the
1: shit that we did in Crimes of the Candy King was pretty fucking buck wild. So, I know it's more than one episode, but it's definitely the most awesome thing we did this year. The first one, I think, is the most awesome because it just created this entire thing.
0: Yeah. Um, For me, when I look back, I... I, Like I said earlier, there was a lot of shit I wanted to do this year and couldn't because of Covid, And so, for me, like, it it became a year kind of panicking of what can we do that I've always wanted to do, but, you know, that's still viable. And that came true with what was one of my favorites this year, when me and you sat down with a bunch of spicy-ass chicken wings and celebrated four years of a load of BS and... I got to get revenge. I got to get revenge on you for being better at me at spicy food all those years ago when I saw you stand up and go puke. I was so proud.
1: Listen, that just means we're 1-1 one, one now, all right?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um... Gaster brings up uh, BS versus The Dark Descent, which is when Gaster tried to make a game, and then me me, and you turned it to BS and The Sunriders where a person was trying to fuck the sun. The sun.
1: I have that down under my honorable mentions as BS and the Sun Riders quote "fuck
0: the sun." <laughs> and that was honestly that was the first time we started doing just the one shot, just one per episode. And honestly, it's gotten so much. I don't know how other people feel about the new format, but I I like it so much more compared to what it was. Like um, we had why fight which was fucking phenomenal we had rosebud we had um honestly i am i'm upset i understand i had to quit drinking but like the southern mythology series did have a lot of good shit including my my favorite washington versus the wendigo
1: it goes (laughs) yes i had all of our southern mythology series written down yeah um because all, all of them were great in their own way. Even George Washington fucking the Wendigos, which I think is is the weak point of the series. What? No, um, he, it, was, I'm, it I'm, was
0: our Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Like, he wasn't fucking Wendigos. He was in a, in, from a certain
1: point of view. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> um, also, I had two more honorable mentions. One being Fast 10, where we correctly <laughs> predicted the next Fast and the Furious film. And I know this is very fucking recent, but Scott the Waz, Son of Satan, is gonna be a club banger. I fucking love that one.
1: Uh, Meanwhile, uh, I also have, um, so we got all of Southern Mythology. We did the Great Food Debate this year. Oh, that's right. Um, There was an episode of where, if you remember, we got our own Kojima names, and it was called the Gamja Ball. Oh,
0: that's right. Um, a, a personal favorite for mine wasn't even for this show, but it did get feed dropped, and it's when me and you got surprisingly educational about how to drink correctly at Epcot. At Epcot, like, because mm-hmm. we do we kind of fall into the goofy trap on this show. All that like it's the point of the show is to go fucking goofy, but I do love when we're able to sit and talk just genuinely and it was shocking how quickly and genuinely we got into <laughs> to a fucking out of drinking caught. Oh
1: dear. Um my final honorable mention is um It's the young clucks, cause I just love any time I use his voice. Yeah, and I really feel like I'm in a special place uh, at home with my soul and my uh, my ancestors.
0: We have to do this shit. Um,
1: and you know we have to do this shit every now and again because I was on Rosebud too, and that's where I was born.
0: <laughs> um, also honorable, not even honorable mention, but like if you had to look at me and say what was the most awesome thing we did this year, I love a load of BS, but JXT our good, good wrestling show came into its fucking own this year. Cause it went from me and you just dealing with 2K19's bullshit and saying, let's take it back into our hands. And it does become an elongated improv exercise at some point. And holy shit, it is so fun.
1: Yes. I think the point where we started have it like making the characters all just kind of have our own care, our own inner voices, yeah, and then just fucking around with some of them and making others very like serious, like we're actually calling a real wrestling federation. It's great, yeah.
0: So if you're here and just check out JXT, if you're a BS fan, even if you don't like wrestling, I'd argue JXT is still for you because there's still a lot of BS in there. It's just we tell legitimate wrestling stories, but yeah. That was what was awesome this year, Blake Tanner. But until next time, where could people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at Blake A Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, and you can find me here on the BS Network in all of our great BS shows. And they're they are awesome this year, and they're going to be more awesome next year. Thank you all for sticking with us.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E. Ammo and check out all the other podcasts at a load of pure BS.com, including the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, which recently started its second season Sammy Magic and the Big Scary Snake Room.
1: Snake Room.
0: And it's taken up all of this author's time. Which, which is weird because I don't write
1: it, it's improvised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well goddammit, it, why haven't I seen a new episode of TV and hit the hit Shut the, the edit fuck boards? Up.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> Deviant was also awesome. Um, I, I was looking at the wrong monitor. I was supposed to look in my camera at you.
0: Thanks to Tom McGuire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brassholes for our theme song, Rick Flair, of their album, Tom McGuire and the Brassholes.
0: Forgot about that one too. Good work, bud. And make sure to join us next week. For the beginning of D and December, which is where me and Blake make up. You, what was the? We found a random website that just gives you a random character sheet, and Blake's gonna lead us through a whole improvised campaign of D and D for the entire month of December. So check that out, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at a load of pure BS except no substitutes. And we will see you next week.